Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the final cast with your hosts, Matt. Brad. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? What's up? Hello, listeners. Oh, you know, How are you guys kidding. doing? I don't even know why I asked that because they can't reply back. So it's kind of stupid. You know, they, they can't reply back. And if you think about it, we're kind of asking the future people how they're doing. So, yeah. you know, just Man. just a little weird. But, hey, it is what That's it is. Weird. That is a little weird. Yeah. Huh. So, you know what sucks this week? Ohio's weather. Yeah. And the river's going to be flooded before we even get to oh. go fishing. Yep. Yeah. We're going to we're probably going to end up just going to like Xenia area. Yeah. Yeah, that's got. I mean, that's what's got to be, and it'll be at like four thirty or five o'clock at night, and it'll be poo poo grass. So, <laughs> no, uh, Chris Yalk fishes there at night, and uh, he says it's fun fishing there at night. So, yeah, I've never been there in the evening time. I always go early in the morning. I think the latest I've ever been there was like maybe, maybe four. Yeah, I don't even think it was that late. I think it was. Yeah, I know maybe it was four, but I was bank fishing, so. Bring your frog rod. I plan on it. I was going to bring a frog. I was going to bring a big swim bait, a jackhammer, just because that's what they always eat, and a wacky rig. Speaking of, so I've recently, my uh, Shimano Corrado DC uh, went to crap, so I had to send it in. Uh, it got there today. They sent me an email. I have to pay for it. Oh, are you out of warranty? Yeah. Remember, because it was like a month out of warranty. Oh yeah, so how much you have to pay? It's forty bucks, but still. Oh, yeah, but forty bucks to because I mean your your drag was like shot. Yeah, so something was forty with it. Yeah, and from what you sent me, it almost looked like it was bent. So for forty bucks, if they're replacing it, I mean that's a two hundred fifty dollar reel. So yeah, I can't complain. I mean Douglas rods, they do the same thing. Brand new rod, exactly fifty bucks. Which someone's having to use that again. Yep. I was going to say that again. I broke another rod. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a, it is a bad time. So I got to shell all this money. Then on top of that, I'm paying. I got, I still got to go get my uh, uh, wedding suit for Justin's wedding. So it's like, everything's hit me all at once, dude. Every time. Dude, it's just life. I mean, it just, it just is. Believe me. It's uh when life starts going good. Just be re ready. Like, hey, life was going really good for me, being Stacy. And then out of nowhere, guess what? Her brakes, yeah, they're shot. But oh, luckily, geez. I had an ace in my hole. Ace in the hole, not in my hole. That's weird. Um, <laughs> did all four corners with two brand new rudders or rudders. Rudders. I'm a kayaker, <laughs> as you know now. No, rudders in the back, total 400 bucks flat. That's everything installed. That's that's not me buying brakes. That's him buying the brakes, installing them, and he got it done in two and a half hours. That's so, nice. Oh, dude, it was great. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's the plug when it comes to anything and everything automotive because everything will be cheap. He's the guy I told you to take uh, the old red piece of poo poo too before you. Yeah, started. the guy said that he's like a a friend that you know that he just works on them for fun or whatever. Yeah, no, I mean it's not a, like he. If he could get insurance for the business, it would be a business. But yeah. they won't insure him because it's next to his house, which well, is stupid. stupid. Like, yeah. who cares? It's insurance. Oh, well, if it's an extra 30 feet and it burns down, it's covered. But since it's 30 feet closer, it's not covered. It's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that is dumb. But uh, I, I was going to say something, and then I completely forgot. Oh, it gives me a little bit of hope because I've been doing a little bit of side work with Matt. So... Hopefully this weekend I get some extra cash. That'd be nice. Yeah, we got to hope that rain, if the rain keeps looking like it's going to come, that'll be mute, 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 because it'll move to 
uh, AstroTurf fields where I we don't do anything. We just sit there. Yeah. So hey, I'd, that will I'd suck. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's how it goes, though, man. Stuff just happens, and it's you're never ready for it, and you just got to prepare, I yep. suppose. Yep. But. <clears throat> all right, so on tonight's show, or today's show, or this afternoon's show, whenever you're listening at home, uh, whether you're on the toilet, in the bathroom, or in the car, we're going to be talking about the Sholey. Now, I know everyone, oh, we just talked about the Sholey. Yeah, but that was from Drew, and why we love Drew, he's biased. So we're talking about it from Brad <laughs> because Brad owns a Sholey, has fished out of the Sholey, and got a nice little manicured list of pros and cons. Yeah, I've been uh I've been added to this list and stuff since I got the kayak. I've been out on it. I don't know. Five. I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna say five because I think it's been more than that. But I've it's, been out on I it think quite it's a bit. Been closer to ten. Yeah, closer yeah. to ten times at least. Yeah, I've been out on it quite a bit, and there's some things that I love. There's some things that I don't care for, but I th- uh, we'll, we'll get into some of that. But yeah, I just figured right, so we'll be start... doing like like a a review of the kayak from my point of view. Yeah, I mean, I that's I think that's important because I mean we'll do the same thing with uh, for once I get my P127 and get some time in it. <laughs> Before anybody says I'm biased, I'm not. Even though I'm on Team Bonafide, I'm still not biased because I'll just be honest with you. Because why not? Why would I lie? That's stupid. Yeah, I did. So, I did the same thing. And got in trouble though. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think we'll we'll find out. I mean, everyone knows me. I, I'll just push. I'll push the buttons a little bit. Yeah. At the end of the day, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Let's be honest. So, but we'll start with, uh, I think we should start with the cons go over. Cause this is what most people want to go into. Cause a lot of times when it comes to the pros of any boat, like if I was doing an SS 120 or 107 video, it'd be here are my pros. It's super stable and the seat's super comfortable and it's yeah. got plenty of room, which is what everyone, including bonafide and their bonafide's grandma down the road says. So, Let's start with the cons. That's what people want to know about. That's what I want to know about because I don't even really know them yet. So, Brad, take it off. First con. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna preface it by saying like the cons they're they're like real tiny like features that like when I when we first saw the kayak back in December I was like oh that looks sweet that's awesome but then after using it a few times I'm just like eh I don't like it like I thought I would. Yeah, they're not really cons. You're just nitpicking, which is a good thing. Because if you think about it, like if you would come out and be just say, yeah, the first con is the seat sucks. Like you something huge. Like that's bad. Yeah. But when you're saying these are cons, it's just stuff I don't really like. And it's just little stuff. You're nitpicking, which overall, to me, is a good thing. Yeah. But let's start with your first, first thing. Well, what do you think? Well, also, I'm going to preface it by saying this kayak if you're looking for a good paddling kayak, this, this is it. This thing performs awesome. I enjoy paddling this thing. I will paddle it up and down riffles all day long just for fun. And that's what I wanted to do when we were on the river last week. And that's what you did. And (laughs) I know at one point we're going upstream and it's not like we're going against like a rager or anything. I mean, it's pretty mild, but you know, if you just stop paddling, it would push you the other direction slowly, but surely. And I'm sitting there, and then I'm in the SS, which paddled way better than I thought it would. I thought it'd paddle like a battleship, but paddled freaking amazing. And uh, but I was putting a little bit of effort, and Brad's just over here, lottie dying his way, just nice and smooth. <laughs> and that boat is just cruising on the three, water. I, I could paddle at three and a half miles an hour effortless, like yeah, barely moving. And yep, that's going barely upstream. Moving things, and that was up. Yeah, going upstream. I can only imagine fewer. If you actually really went all out going downstream, I bet you touch five. Probably. I bet you got because I'll get in between three and a half and four when I'm going upstream. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway, the first con that I was going to hit on uh, is the uh, the rod locker hatch. And, yeah, I knew you weren't a fan of that. Yeah, that when I first saw that, I was like, that is amazing because I like storing my rods inside when I'm transporting. That's why I love the SS-127 so much. Uh, 
I saw that. I, I was expecting more than two spots for a rod, but the thing I didn't like about the hatch was that one, the lid wouldn't open from it don't open both ways like it does on the bonafide, which makes it easy sliding rods in there. Two, yep. the two two levels. So you got a excuse me, you got a bottom level, and then you got an upper level, and then the upper level like holds the butt into your rods. So you kind of got, and then the bottom level kind of has where you put the rod into the the hole. It's kind of hard to put the rods in there, and uh, it kind of makes you feel uneasy about putting them in there because you got to bend the rods so much. Yeah, and I remember right thing- when when you got it, we went down. And we met over at the uh, deep spot where the rowers of death were that, and uh, you yeah. first got it first time I saw it, and you're like, "Hey, try put this rod in here." Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. And you're like, yeah, it just feels like I'm afraid. I was like, dude, you're probably just doing it wrong. It's fine. And I literally put it in. I was like, this is weird. It's a little tight. It's, it's I mean, it... <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it, it, it feels, and you're not wrong. It's that top tier to me. And I haven't used it that much, but just that one experience, it just feels like you're, you're fighting the rod locker instead of it working for you. Yeah. Which uh, the other thing that I don't like about it is I, I know people have said the same thing that owns the show lead. Uh, bait casters only fit in unless you have micro guide spinning rods. But if you have like a traditional spinning rod, it will not fit in there. And that's, I'm like, ah, I use spinning yeah. rods a lot, dude. I think if, if, cause you know, uh, anyone who follows you, I don't know if you're going to talk about the hatch or not, or the internal of it. If you are, I'll shut up. If you're not, I'll just, to say it now are you going to talk about i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna talk about it but say it all right i'm gonna say it anyway so obviously you cut the the sholey was designed where if you wanted to cut the inner the hatch the inner hole of that hatch to make a completely accessible hole you can so obviously you did because you're psycho and you just took a hacksaw to it and cut it up but uh you know braver than most but whatever i believe I'm, i'm i believe i'm the only person that has a sholey that has done it you were that that has publicly done it anyway. I yeah. mean, John Thomas, the guy who runs Yak Gadget, was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." And this dude literally cuts <laughs> and makes stuff for kayaks all the time. And he's like, "Yeah, that's stupid." So, I mean, good for you, Brad. You did. I'm glad you didn't like cut a hole in your boat because that would have sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think if they would have, maybe if that wasn't a two tiered, or even if the the lid would be able able to open the other direction kind of like the bona fides do yeah i think it would have made more sense and then instead of just having those two smaller like individual rod holes they would have made those bigger to incorporate three rods per side i think that would be awesome because then if you're only taking one or two rods you have rod socks on anyway so you can put them in there it's fine but you can take three rods each side a lot of guys who tournament fish which people are using this boat to tournament fish a lot of guys who do take six plus rods so having it able to transport six plus rods is awesome. Yeah, I agree. You know. But uh, cutting out the rod locker gives me that. Uh, it gives me that option anyway. I'm sticking. True. I'm sticking all my rods in there, just like I did with the bonafide. Yeah, plus uh, paddle, plus. Well, the life paddle, I, I can't get the paddle in there, but I can get the life jacket and the net in there, and then I can put more stuff in it. There's room for yeah. more space. Yeah, so I mean, you've kind of you're using. I think if once more people start to do that, I think it'll. I think a lot more people will do it. Now, I'm not saying that the rod lockers weren't a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I think it it's an awesome be, idea. It just needs to be expanded a little bit. Maybe re, not even. I don't even want to say reworked because it works for sure. I mean, we've we've seen in the release videos and Drew on his videos, and he's talked about it. He throws them in there and throws them right out back out. You just have to, and you can get rods in there. You just gotta finagle it yeah you gotta you gotta wiggle your rod in the hole you gotta wiggle your rod in the hole brian is gonna kick both of us off this show (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't care um but yeah i mean and that's not even really a con i think that's more of a doesn't fit your type of yeah like your fishing style and your kayaking style yeah i agree um other thing I've seen people asking about, hey, does that void the warranty if you do that? No, it doesn't. Uh, Crescent, it, they, they end up cutting that part out of all their kayaks anyway. So they just left it in there to give the consumer the option to do so. So, Which is cool. Wanna, yeah. 
If you want to cut it out, cut it out. If you guys want to send me a message, if you have a Sholey and you want to cut it out, I will walk you through it. I'll, I'll step by step. I'll even FaceTime you. I don't care. I mean, it's pretty easy. Twenty nine ninety nine an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pimp Brad out and make money. Uh, no, I mean, what's really cool about it is, like you said, they gave they left it in the hands of the consumer, and you could. If you didn't want to cut that whole thing out, you wouldn't have to. You can kind of create that to be your own. So if you wanted to cut just the top notch out, so I think that would make getting rods in there easier. Yeah. Cut the top notch and then leave the bottom notch in there for a battery. Yeah, you could. I do think that. that would that would be doable if you wanted to cut. It, it the, the opportunities are endless to do stuff in there how you want to do running wires. You want to keep everything waterproof, and you want to run wires through the top of your boat do it and then you can throw inline kits and call it a day yeah yeah so agree with that but other than that man rod locker just not a fan of it uh it is what it is but yeah. i like the sentiment uh, that's what i'll leave it at yeah love the idea <clears throat> we'll see what the next rendition comes and watch drew and all them are listening to this and they're like going back and like throwing stuff they hate the rod locker like freaking out that's not the case guys it's no, just he, he he already knows he's he's seen my post and stuff on instagram and in the oh, yeah. owner's group and stuff which they i'm just, not i'm not bashing the boat in the owner's group or anything i'm just you know oh, yeah sharing my experience so far well, that's the only way things change. I mean, and eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Maybe something is bad. I mean, by letting places know and they're crescent's great about that they listen to their consumers which is the mm -hmm. whole point of why they're they made the show and how good it is so yeah you know so rod locker check box marked next <laughs> uh the taco clips for the rods on behind the seats that's a con for me i uh i've tried it if, every time i've been out i'm just not a fan of it the way the clip just it sits on the kayak and then trying to bungee it down it's there's not much room to like pull that bungee down. I don't know. It's just it's awkward. Like my fingers hit and I just can't bungee it very well. And then on top of that, you you saw this first experience. My rod sticking out the back. I did a paddle stroke. My rods go right up against the bank. And yep. Just, I'm like ah. Uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, it can definitely that. I mean, I know one point you were backing up the first time you had it out with me, and you were backing up into a little shallow spot and the only reason you stopped from going face for or rear into a log with both rods hitting first was me saying rods 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 <laughs> and you stopped real quick and paddled hard forward so you'd stop uh i think the idea is awesome right because they're getting the rods low at an angle so you can go under stuff i love that like yeah. when you went when that for before we actually made it to main river and you went back and you caught that large mouth on the gmr mm-hmm 
you, there was a bunch of overhanging stuff. You had your rods in those and you weren't getting yep. caught up. You were going through everything. I think that if you're staying parallel with the banks, it's awesome. Yep. I it's agree. When you kick your rear end out or not out in kick it in perpendicular the bank. to the bank Perpen- yes perpendicular to the bank that's when you know if you want to post up against the bank and fish uh a ledge or something like that you know like we did at day hollow for example we'd sit on the edges of the points yeah. and we fish those points um i think that's where you might run into problems and then on those clips i think it's just in a weird spot I think that's yeah. all it is. I think that's it. I don't think the the idea of it's awesome. I think it's just in a weird spot to get to. Drew tell he he told me to try putting my net back there. So he he puts his net in that taco clip. He says it's a lot mm-hmm. easier pulling it out of a tube style like rod holder because he keeps all his rods in front of him. So it's like yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I need to try that. That's something I haven't done yet. So I'm gonna try that. Um, I did see a, a somebody posted in the crescent owners group today that they replaced the taco clips with a like four inch gear track i'm like that's a good idea and then he put rod holders on top of them i'm like i need to try that that's a good idea i like that yeah that that kind of is reminds me of like the top water and the sportsman from old town to where it had it's got the two rear rod holders but remember when it had that one that was offset so when you caught a fish you could throw your rod in there and it's all in your workspace which i I love that aspect of that boat for that reason it just made life and i everybody i've had since then i add something to give me that feature back because i liked it so much because it sucks when you have a fish trying to figure out what to do with your rod yeah so that would be a great idea. Even if you just had it empty just to put your rod there when you're caught it caught a fish and now it's in your workspace, you're not fighting with line or you're not worrying about the rod going over or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that gear track that back there. I'm like, yeah, you could put so many things on that with just four inches of gear track. That was just a good idea. I thought it was cool. But yeah, that would be a dope spot for a GoPro mount, I think. Get one that of those would be tall sweet. booms where it looks over to where you can see in front. That yeah. would be ah, that would be sick. That would be dope. That would be sweet. I need to get more videos like that too. That yeah, I have a GoPro nine, dude. I haven't turned it on in like a year. So, like, I just need to just I need to permanently attach it to the boat with the permanent battery just to yeah. force myself to use it because I used it a couple times last year and I caught some fish on it. And it was cool, but I don't know. I'm forgetful. So I I, I just don't record because I don't one of the spot burn i guess you know what i mean yeah i mean on the river at least yeah all the mate well there's one place that's true that one place yeah but everything else we finley river finley reservoir (laughs) i quit quit paddling fin i'm done (laughs) i'm just joking dude but Hey, look who's in the house. (laughs) Hey, we got, I got the same hat. Jimmy Skinner is in the house. What is going on on your mic? Um, All the tackle I didn't have places for. (laughs) I love it. That is sweet. It's okay. I'm sharing everything that I hate about the Sholey in this episode. Is it a short list or a long list? I'm just joking. Yeah, I got a pros and cons (laughs) list. I mean, there's there's cons to everything. Oh yeah, which is I uh, understands that. So I I got to play with one. I haven't got to like take one out on a trip, so I don't have like like cons. I'd say it's not as stable as I would want, but I fish in a unlimited and it's like stupid stable. So yeah, John boat. My yeah, my expectations are probably just a little too high. Uh, yeah, dude, it paddles phenomenal though. Yep, I already hit that That's, one. Let's say that was the first thing we talked about. We were going up river and I'm sitting there in SS, like not killing myself, but working. And he's like, yeah, we're going three and a half miles an hour. And I look over and Brad's just like, I got like this speed going right here. And it's three and a half miles an hour. Have you, <laughs> yeah, uh, you done any quick turnarounds in it yet? Yeah. Um, it's like a, I can probably turn around in a paddle, two paddles. Yeah, yeah. One, one forward and one back and I can spin a full circle. Yep. Like that, that, and I mean, that's no gear in it, but I thought that was pretty, wow. pretty good. Yeah, dope. I haven't tried it. I don't know. I haven't really, I don't know. 
you did last time we went out you didn't like i don't think i didn't try to do a circle no you didn't try to do a circle but you were floating backwards and you're coming up there's a uh i wouldn't even call it a strainer it was just a log in the river and you turn around saw it and you just one paddle and flipped yourself around and went around it Uh, you don't even remember it yeah you didn't even notice it because you were just fishing but i literally looked back because i'm floating sideways fishing i'm looking i'm he's floating backwards i was like should I say something? Now he probably knows it's there. And then he kept getting closer and I was about to be like log. And he just, and just flipped it and just kept going back. And then he started fishing again. And I was like, all right, cool. I didn't have to say anything. That yeah. thing point, that thing points where you want it to point to. I like that. Cause a lot of the kayaks I've been in, they do not do that. And it drives me nuts. Yeah. They definitely, um, some of the complaints I've seen were people talking about how it, uh, you know, it wanders as you paddle more than like the light tackle does, yeah. but something people aren't either. They're not realizing or they're not really finishing their own statement with it. It does dance, but it always ends right back where you're going. It, it doesn't dance and change directions. It goes right yeah. back to center. And, and I mean, a lot of people fine. that a lot of people that post those videos too, that people are commenting on saying it zigzags, those videos exaggerates that I, I like when I'm paddling, I think I don't notice notice it doing that really you know what i mean yeah I, I noticed it a little bit but you know at first you're like oh it's walking and then i realized well it, it's continuing back to that point though so it's yeah. not a big deal but i thought it was yeah i thought it was sick i like i really want to see yours since you cut the cut the guts out of yours yeah because i still think like you're the only person that's had the balls to do that that's, that's <laughs> what he said i we literally said i was like already. john thomas the guy who runs yak gadget cuts all these stuff up and makes stuff to fit boats. And he was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. Like, <laughs> and Brad just does it. Yeah. I saw, I remember Brad was asking, I don't remember if it was in the Crescent owners group or me and you texting. And I was like, yeah, you probably just do it with a multi tool. And then you like post a picture the next day and was like, yep. cut out the hatch. I was like, well, I didn't think anything about it either. I just was like, you Five minutes yeah, he, later, not even five minutes, two minutes later. He sent me a text and he's like, I did it. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it was no no problem. And I was like, you're insane. The only like, thing that I was worried about was cutting something that was behind the plastic. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Which on that boat, I mean, there shouldn't be anything. I mean, obviously yeah. there wasn't. But like that's, I, I've thought about cutting stuff. Like when I had the Hobie or even like my feel free stuff that's like pre-plumbed for rudder. Yeah, and I was like, hmm, bet I'll put a hole saw right through that, you know, and you probably yeah. can't fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that would not be a plus. It. That's when I, I see some of these, uh, like these ridiculous PA 360 builds with 50 extra holes in them. Like, how'd you not hit anything? Because that boat's full of things that you don't want to hit. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and then they take it like inshore and surf stuff. And I was like, you guys are psycho. Like, I, I couldn't trust myself. I cut two holes in my old RS and I was like freaked out the first time I put it on the water. It was funny. Like, I'm gonna sink. I, I was there when Matt did it. I was like, I handed him the drill. I was like, I'm letting you do it because I don't want to be responsible for it if I drill something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sucked. Don't, but it worked out. So the only hole I've ever had that like leaked that I did was the Yak Attack through hole wiring on my frontier. Yep. And people had told me that those things leaked. He had to watch them. And they were right because that's the one that about sank it on Kentucky Lake, but <laughs> I still use them. I just make sure I'll I line them with silicone now instead of just yeah. relying on that rubber. Yeah. So it's kind of extra, but it it works. But that's the other than that, I've got like I've drilled a bunch of holes in the unlimited. Like, yeah, it, I know. I know people ask what kind, what size drill bit, what kind of drill bit. Don't use a spade bit. That's a bad idea. I've seen too idea. many people. Mm. I've seen too many people just like <laughs> crack it. If, crack. if you've got, I've have some like Full really, salt. really good ones. Um, like the spider brand. They are like some of the sharpest spade bits I've ever, if you spin them, they don't, they cut like a, a hole saw does. They don't like huh. catch and just shred. Yeah. But like, if you just go get the Stanley or whatever, or when just basic wood yeah. spade bit, yeah you're oh it's gonna be you're just gonna it's gonna peel like you hit it with a can opener yeah oh. I, I watched I, brian I do it i think it was brian i'm pretty sure it was at del hollow when he rigged his unlimited up like last year before last he was using that and i was just like oh no but i mean it worked 
I mean, part of it's you got to know how to use the tools you're working with too. Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah, like, but man, like most of just, us right here are probably a little above that. So, yeah, but there's, I mean, anyone will tell you there's a reason they make a tool. I can make like a, I can make a little baby ratchet go a long way, but yeah, they make a tool for a reason. Yeah. So sure. let's, let's just get the tool that's used for it. <laughs> so, I mean, and the whole saw is always going to be just cleaner. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it went right through it. it. I had nothing really to worry about. I mean, I've cut holes and stuff before, but I was like, I, I think, how long did I have this boat? I had it for, I don't know, two, three weeks, maybe. I've been out on it twice because I ordered the motor guide with it because I lucked out when no one else could get a motor guide. You talking about your wife's, your wife's kayak? No, that, shut up. I'm talking about the <laughs> RF. You know how much crap she's given me because of that? Oh, Literally, good. Every time good. you say that, she's like, see, everyone thinks it's your boat. I was like, it's not. It's your boat, babe. She's like, no, it's not. It's your second boat. I was like, oh, God. It's both. It's both. Yeah. Well, in my defense, she told me she when I was looking, you know, to ask her, do you like this? Do you like this? Because she picked the outdoorsman, the olive. It's not an outdoorsman, but the olive by herself. Yeah. And I was like, are you sure you want that? Like, don't just get it because I think it's cool. She's like, no, I love olive green. I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, she was was like, like, yes. I was, dude. I was so pumped. And then uh, she was like, so if I get this boat and I don't, you know, if I'm not using it, are you able to still use it? I was like, yes. I can. I mean, I, mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was like, yeah, I'd probably be a little bit better on the river than the P just because it's a little bit shorter, you know, it's a little lighter. A She's little like, lighter, okay. it's like half the yeah, weight. She, it, yeah. It's a lot lighter. <laughs> Uh, but she was like, she's like, okay, well, yeah, we, we can get that one. I, I, I really like it. She got super excited. And then I took it out last Thursday and she was like, you took my the boat, my boat out already. I was like, yeah. I mean, you said I could use it. She's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, oh God, you should have at least let her use it first. You ass. It's, she never has time to do anything. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I have like. I have just, responsibilities, but I also don't care. And I just blame just blame it on me, dude. Say say Brad said he's not carrying the P one twenty seven. Just blame it on me. <laughs> I mean, that's a legitimate <laughs> thing. I people didn't yeah, used to want is. to carry my pursuit with me. I totally get it. <laughs> oh, dude, I care. I helped carry Brad's pursuit one time. That thing sucked. That thing was so heavy. No, oh, I had the battery and all that crap. You, yeah, you said, dude, it was. You loaded. said Brad, and I thought Hurlaboss because. I mean, he has an unlimited, but I can only yeah. like he carries a lot, dude. He has like I made that post about the low pro case, like cake the kitchen sink as like a meta, not a metaphor. Yeah, I guess a metaphor. He does. Her balls no. takes everything. Dude, when so when we were at Del Hollow this year, he had to work that first few days, but he was down there with us. He just had to stay at the cabin. Well, like yeah. in between meetings, he just was rigging his boat up. And that took like two days. <laughs> like we, we went there by was so much it was stuff. On, what day was it? Saturday? I think it was Saturday. Cause it was, yeah. Cause we went down Friday. We fixed Starport, which sucked. Mm. Which I don't know how it sucked because all the fish got released there, but whatever. And then Saturday we were fishing and we went by him and we went back with him. And I kept looking over cause like my RS had a ton of stuff in it. And I just kept looking over and I was like, dude, how does he have so much room? And yet yeah. have everything he could ever have like want. Like yeah, it does carry the gear. Like, there's a chance. I'm hoping it goes my way this afternoon. Uh, buddy of mine might be buying my old motor setup and lithium battery, which I am then turning that money around. And a buddy of mine has got a live scope for sale for like, ooh, stupid cheap, like, yeah, dumb, dumb cheap. And then which, I would live scope the L- Garmin, yeah, the LV32, not the new 34, but yeah. that's fine in case I don't I- like it. I had the 32. It was great. Yeah. The guy I fished with yesterday had the 32 and was like, he was doing it. It was working well enough. We were, cause we were actually throwing a rigs, which nobody thinks about throwing when it's hundred degrees outside. Only thing I call mm-hmm. fish on yesterday, but we were throwing a rigs and he would like see my a rig going by and he'd be like, slow down, let it sink to there. Start reeling. All right. They're following you. And like, this is a hundred <laughs> feet awesome. in front of us. And I was like, Oh, this is great. That's cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I made this guy said he's got this uh, graph too, but he wasn't offering it up because he shattered it. So I'm trying to get the graph. I'll pay to have Garmin fix it and then run dual screens. Be one of those bougie people. Yeah, cool. don't worry. We're going to be in the same boat because I uh, 
I said I didn't like I sold my Garmin, my Panoptics, because like I got too sucked into it. But I've fallen into another great deal for Panoptics. So I'm just going to get it back and say, screw it and keep it this time. And just run a hum- <laughs> I'm going to run a 10 inch Hummingbird Helix 10 Gen 4 and a seven inch Garmin SV with Panoptics on it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm just going to sell the Hummingbird 10 for try to get a 10 inch Garmin. I don't know. We'll find I out. Feel, I feel I wish I could like test out somebody's dual screen before I like go dual screen because I mean, you're not using live scope all the time, but I don't know if it benefits you to have live scope and everything else going at the same time. Watch Shane's videos when he's doing his tournament stuff because he's got the two Lorances. Oh, I didn't think about and, that. Yeah, dude. And I want that's what made me think, you know, I sh- I want to do run duels now because of watching his. Now, granted, he's got his set up like it's a special order and all that crap. When you get Shane on, just talk about all the special stuff he did on his P. But that would be cool, including almost thinking it. <laughs> Shut up! Yes, that's a, <laughs> that's why I'm running a Newport on that boat. But whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he runs dual screens, and you can see like he'll run down or side on one of them, and then he'll run Lawrence's live scope on the other, and he just finds structure and starts smoking fish. That's the that's like I don't. I've said it before. I don't think I'll video game with it. It's just like like yesterday we would find schools, and I think it would be cool because like my buddy Spencer was. Be like, yeah, there's a school right here, and he just like, yep, there they are. And, <laughs> like this lake just had a bunch of private of uh, the ML, the guy that owns MLF, Boy Duckett. They came down to this little lake down here in Alabama, and they've put 85 artificial structures in. And there's like rumor they're setting it up to be a trophy lake. Oh, you talked about it, that? I remember. Yeah, so like we found them, and you can see them on the graph when you're running around. But you know, it's still kind of hard to pinpoint on them. And like Spencer would just turn his live scope on it. And like, I think he said he hit 13 casts in a row where he landed like right on top of like, not the same one hitting all of them. Just like, I was like, God, see just knowing your baits in the right spot. That's worth it. Oh yeah. Especially when it comes to like, I don't know. I made a hint and I'm not going to say anything because I don't know if I'm going to do it yet, but I made a hint in a post today. And that's another big reason why I'm getting pain optics back. I'm going to try. I want the edge. I just want that. Oh, I was like, okay, I saw his post. What did his post say? Yeah. Which one? I'm going to be talking to you. Like, okay. if you look at my latest post and you just look at the comment, like Dan picked up on it immediately and he messaged me. He's like, so you're thinking, yeah, you just read it and you'll be like, oh, cool. So it's October 1st is what I'm thinking about. So just go. Yeah, it's, it's and look the, at I think it's the only one left. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, yeah. You see, you already know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, I'm going to be hitting you and Dan dude, up. Just to, oh, come on, dude. We'll get a house or something. Because yeah, I'm gonna, because, uh, I'm gonna fish it. Because that's the one last year that. Are you gonna fish it, fish it well. or just fish it? No, I'm gonna fish like, it. Are you gonna get a tournament or? Oh yeah, just fun fishing. Oh right. no, that'll be my last hoorah of the year. That's pretty much. It's gonna be my only hoorah of the year because I've been doing softball tournaments for the last <laughs> two months and I haven't got a chance to do one. So it's great. Uh, all right, so this is the same house. Yeah, we got way off. Sorry. <laughs> this is about the Sholey. So, Brad, do you remember where you were at? Because Jimmy came in and ruined everything. Oh, we, we just got done finishing about the taco clips. Okay. So, final thoughts on taco clips. Meh. I I will, I'll, I'll give that a solid meh, too. Meh. They, uh, <laughs> did you now meh for holding rods or meh, period? For holding rods. Yeah. They were. I don't know if I was like shallow water fishing, like it probably wouldn't bother me because if it falls out and there it is. Yeah. But it definitely wasn't as secure, which at the same time for like what Drew said, like the holster, you know, to quick get it. That kind of makes sense too. It's kind of by design. Yeah. But, but I mean, holds a net really good. Yeah. That's what Drew said. We hit that already, but uh, it's nothing that I can't do with the yak gadget rod stagers. You know what I mean? Oh, those are the most superior. Oh yeah, I on love the market. I, I talk to people all the time that are in like early stages of getting into kayak fishing. You know, still with their like pelicans, and that's a product <laughs> they have. Like, oh yeah, that's everybody loves it. <laughs> Dude, I sold that's a lifetime product. angler to some of the other day, and he bought two tracks, and he was like, "Yeah, I already ordered these. Do you know what these are?" And he showed me rod stagers. Like, yeah, dude, I've got two sets on both my boats. Yes, I know what they are. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. 
Well, I'm going to let y'all finish up. I'm going to go get to my show. I just wanted to pop in. I, I was just going to do one of my funny faces I do in the background and leave, but I saw it was talking about the Sholey, and I was like, oh, no, I'll hang out for a minute. <laughs> All right, dude. We'll, we'll All right. see you soon. Peace. So that's right. it on the rod holder, holster, whatever you want to call them. But, Taco clips. Yeah. Taco clips. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, I got- agree with your sentiment. I think they have possible uses just for your way of fishing, just from watching you. I don't think yeah. it works for you. But anyway, yeah. next. I got three more cons. So uh, we can go through these real quick. We don't have to like, you know, get all crazy. Pla- plastic yeah. gear track. I I know I'm getting picky here, but I love aluminum gear track. It's just more sturdier. Mm-hmm. Just looks better. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more minimalistic. Yeah. And uh I, a lot of people know Ryan Van Tyne out there. I don't know if he listens to our show or, or not, but big kayak angler. He's uh, always um, talking in KBN and stuff like that. He painted his gear track. Uh, he yeah. has the nor'easter color, the bluish grayish color. Surely he he painted them all red, and it looks sick. Yes, I saw that dude. It looks so slick. Like it looks like it came from factory. Like it's supposed to do that. It looks dope. Yep, which I kind of I kind of want to do that. Get uh, well, I it probably wouldn't look good on mine, but I just get some black aluminum gear track and replace it on mine. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I about to say I know I'm gonna add some gear track, and I bought some plastic ones, the mighty tracks, and I was like, that was stupid. Why yeah, mighty no mighty tracks different. Those are good. I like those. Uh yeah, I do too. But they look I don't know. They're just bulky. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So. So there was two gear tracks, plastic gear tracks, and uh, what else did you just say? Um, a couple more here. I got the foot pegs. Again, nothing too big, but I kind of wish they were angled instead of just sitting flat. It, it yep. kind of makes it feel awkward when you're sitting there. Bonafide does it right. Their foot pegs are the best foot pegs in any kayak. I like that the track is aluminum. I like the padded part of it the sturdiness of the plastic it's just yep. and i'm thinking about buying some of those and putting them on the sholey like rigging it up somehow yeah, i'm sure even it works yeah even if it does mean i mean i have to drill through the uh, aluminum to screw them into the spot that's already screwed in on the kayak but yeah i mean that's that's Super simple. Just take a drill bit and call it a day. I mean, we can knock yep. that out pretty quick. Um, I know one thing, one con you want to talk about, which I think it's a pretty big con. Not it's not a con, just the way it's that like your experience with it is the fish finder hole. Oh yeah. So I got my fish finder mounted. I put I got a mighty mount. I put it right there where the cell phone holder is. I put it as far as down as you could go. And then I got the Yak Gadget uh, fish finder mounts. So I have my fish finder down all the way uh, into the recess cubby hole for it. And then I have it angled up so I can see it. Um, the top, like my fi- fish finder is what, a 7-inch screen? It's your yeah, fish 70, finder. You yeah, yeah, it's a Garmin 73 SV. Yeah, so it kind of hinders the... Uh, functions for the uh, molded in rod holders so i I can't put my rods in the v's that are on the hatch lid you know what i mean instead it sits on top of the screen and like sticks up in the air about like five inches which it annoys me but i really love those molded in rod holders i'm thinking about taking the fish finder off because of it just you don't really need a fish finder on the river anyway, so it's whatever. No, I know from talking to you, you were thinking about just getting a little four incher, calling it a day, because you just, I mean, you mostly just use it for depth. A, you're with your, if I say depth and water temp, because you're with me. Like if we go on a big water, you're with me and I have a 10 inch and I have side imaging all day long. So, I mean, I can tell you where crap's at. Yeah. Um, You mostly just use it for depth and water temp and you call it a day. So, yeah, because when you're that shallow in the river, like if you're in a, six feet of water you're only casting a two foot cone underneath you you're gonna scare fish if you're mm-hmm. right on top of them in that shallow water you're not gonna mark yep. fish in six feet of water it's impossible yeah. no and if you do you'll you'll even if you mark them they're gonna be gone before you're dropping down into them anyway in that shallow water yeah it's more or less like just even when i have a big 10 inch on the river it's just uh 
like it's depth and water temp. Like yep. sometimes if I find some deep, like if I'm going from six foot and I see it drops down to 14 foot for 20 feet, I'll paddle past it real quiet and then I'll cast back into the hole. Yep. But I mean, that's about it. It's not, I'm not using side imaging cause it's too shallow. I'm not getting a wide enough cone. <clears throat> and I mean, you know, just how it is. Um, I think they have a great, I mean, not necessarily Avenue, I think it's like John has a great opportunity to make a mount just for the Sholey for does. that cubby, like to put it as low as possible or to use the whole cubby to where you can like drill through it on the back end of it and actually yeah. mount something there to where it's instead of having like a fish finder, like a bracket that comes out, it's a yeah. it's almost like a flat screen TV mount. Ooh, yeah, you could That's get one I'm... of those little small flat screen TV mounts and do that. That would be. Like we could probably that, make that work. That would probably actually help it. If I could just recess it into the hole a little bit more. I wonder. We could do that. We <laughs> yeah. could do that. I've seen like other our- guys putting gear track down the angles of the cubby and then mounting their fish finder there. But then again, it sticks out too far. You know what I mean? And then hinders. Yeah, it's it's not that flush look, I think. Um, but I, I we'll talk. I'm going to get a pen and paper i'm gonna draw some stuff up because that you could do that yeah whatever we'll talk about that um all right so there's the cons let's talk about all the things you like in the last let's finish it up with the good things about the boat because you have typically you usually have nothing but good things to say about the boat so let's hear it which we've already talked about it a couple times paddles and performs amazing so if you're looking for a great paddling kayak for the river you might want to give this one a look because this this kayak reminds me a lot of the Old Town Predator MX that I had. And that also was a great river kayak. Mm-hmm. And they both have, like, there's similarity. I see similarities in between the two, open deck and all that stuff like that. Yep. Um, the Sholey has way more features, but that it is what it is. But, yeah. Um, the other thing I like about it, it's comfortable. Like, overall, the comf- comfortability of it, the open deck, uh, minus the foot pegs, because it's, I don't know, it's just weird. I want angled yeah. foot pegs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> overall, comfortable. It's easy to reach behind you. I mean, the, the seat feels like the rear well's right behind you. And uh, let me see. Well, I don't got an anchor wizard on yet, so I can't really talk about that. I, I'm waiting for Anchor Wizard to come out with the Sholey version soon. I messaged him and he said it should be soon. But dope. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine that's going to be that's going to have a comfortable feeling too because you're not going to have to oh, reach yeah. all the way up to do it. Yeah, that's what sucked about when I had my Anchor Wizard on the RS and why one of the reasons I sold the Anchor Wizard just because I couldn't I never felt like I could put it in a spot where I was con- like I was always reaching up and I was off balance and I was doing this and I felt like I was making the track move and I just, I was worried I was going to bust something or break something yeah. or break the, you know, the anchor wizard. So that's going to be nice that it's like right there, like in that cup holder to where you're not having yeah. to really move. You can do everything still in your workspace. Um, that catchboard recess is insane. That's that is awesome. one of my favorite features of the whole kayak. Cause that, I mean, the catchboard does not move from that spot at all. Like, if you think of it from a tournament aspect, especially like when we're in tournaments, we you're either me and you lose your catchboard twice, or you get a fish and you put it on the board. You have to angle it down in the boat because that fish, and then put your yep. net on the other side of the the board so the fish, if it jumps, it's jumping in the net. With you, it's just flat on the boat. That fish fish jumps, it's hitting the the gunnel like it's just yep. gonna flop back in. You can keep the fish like contained, which yep. is pretty cool. Well, I was going to say that too. The so I can't use my net on the fence side of the board because how the recess is. Uh, I mean, I can probably put it on top of the gunnel or something like that. But how I used to do it was I used to have the hoop vertical uh, mm-hmm. against the fence of the catchboard, and that actually saved me a few times. Um, yeah, I will say it saved me last year because you told me to do that, and it saved two fish jumping off my board last year, which was which was nice. They were both scorable fish. So that, yeah, that they, they flop right into it. <laughs> it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it scared me the first time it flopped into it. And I was like, Oh no. And I remember I had my net in my hand. I almost dropped my net 
and I just grabbed it and I was like, oh, I'm still good. And I just looked it out and it finally calmed down enough for me to take a picture. And then I let it go and it spined me in the hand on the way out because it was a <laughs> dick. So uh, this kind of goes hand in hand with comfortable, comfortable, comfortability. Can't say that. <laughs> Man. All right, Biden. Uh, nice seat. Yeah. Nice seat. <laughs> Very padded, uh, comfortable, you know, lounge back in it, whatever. I like I so, it. In the kayak market, if somebody's been in it, they've always heard. Where do you, how do you stack that to like a tried and true seat, like a bona fide seat, like the SS seat? You can't, dude. The bona fide seat's awesome. <laughs> I, even the Hobie seat's awesome. I there's yeah. some people hate the Hobie seat, but I love the Hobie seat. I think that thing is awesome. Yeah, I never had an issue with the Hobie seat. I think that's super comfortable. I got my first real long experience in the SS seat last week, and I. As someone with back problems, and you know, I mean, in the RS, I would complain after being out on the RS for, you know, that float we did earlier this year. We were out in the water for, what, eight hours? And, like, yeah. two or three hours, like, dude, my back's just starting to hurt. And I didn't even feel – I felt like I was sitting in a padded recliner. Yeah. So, But it's <laughs> yeah. nice that the, the Crescent seat is comfortable. Because that was one yeah. thing. They were talking it up a lot. So I'm really happy that it's comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable. I, I like it better than the Old Town seat. I like it better than the new Canoe seat. Uh I like it better than the Jackson seats for sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good yeah. seat though. I like I like that they added the padding in the bottom. It's it's very comfortable. Yeah, that goes a long way for liking a boat. I mean, that's one reason I wasn't a huge fan of my topwater, my old town. It was a nice boat, but there's features I liked, but I still had to sit in the seat, and the seat was like one of the most uncomfortable things. Like even the RS seat was more comfortable, and the RS seat's not known for comfortability. Like it's a comfortable seat, but over time, you know, you wear it out. That old town, I would we go on a two hour float after work, and I'd be like shifting and having to stand up nonstop, and yeah, I'd I'd sit like all the way back, like it was just trying to find a comfortable seat. Um, so that's a plus. The little things go a long way for for someone to like the boat. Like if they get in, it's yep. uncomfortable. It could have it could come with a fish finder. They're not going to like it because it's uncomfortable sitting. Yep. Um. Another con or no, not con. Another pro we have is the uh, molded in rod stagers, which we kind of hit that a little bit. I, I when I'm fishing the river, I like to have two rods in front of me. Usually, it's a finesse and then a power. And if I'm power fishing, like I'm throwing top water or something, and I get a miss, I set that rod down and I fire in the Ned rig or something like that, quick. So that the rod stager makes it nice, nice and easy. The V notches where the rods sit make it all flush and excuse me man makes it all flush and clean and everything so i really dig that <clears throat> yeah style. um i i've praised this one quite a bit too the cam strap drag strap feature that was awesome. awesome seeing that in like in like this last thursday when i'm dragging a boat and you're just either tying it to your waist or grabbing the cam strap and just walking it it's it made the world a difference because I'm running through riffles and stuff slipping everywhere and you're not worrying about your boat. You're just walking. Yeah. You so. were hunched over holding the handle on yours. I was just, you know, walking upright, just holding onto the strap. Yeah. And then which, when you're I done mean, with it, adjust it back and yeah, you just zip it up and, and you're done. Like there's, there's companies like rogue, for instance, I have a rogue drag strap. I don't know where mm -hmm. it is, but I have one and those are cool. But the bad thing with that is once you're done with it, you have two options. You can either take it off or flip it back into your, on top of your boat. But like with the SS, it's just going to sit on the top. So a, a crankbait for instance, I can already see it just getting stuck in it and you're having to fight that and stuff. But with mm -hmm. yours, it's just zipping it up and you're done. Like yep. it's out of the way. It stays contained, which is just awesome. Yeah. You just tuck in the extra uh, strap into the hatch lid and you're good to go. Yep. So, so yeah, that's, that's dope. Speaking of uh, cam straps, they got. Uh, I really like the cam straps in the rear well, and I've used it a few times, especially when I when I've been to the lake. Uh, I'll strap in my crate. I drive all the way to the lake and back with it strapped in, and I love that. I don't like bungees yeah. back there. I love the cam strap. Yeah, that's one thing I wish that the after seeing it, like I never thought I wanted it. But after seeing it, like the P one twenty seven, it's got the the clips in the back to where you can clip it, and it's held it's held the yak. I mean, I drive it everywhere, and it's held it in. But the extra security of that cam strap, you can really tighten that thing all the way down yeah. and make it tighter and 
all get out and it's not going to move. Like the boat will have to flip for the box to come out. Yeah. So yeah, that's a dope even then I, if you, if you flip it, I don't think the bo- <laughs> that box is coming out anyway. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, it had to hit something hard and it would probably break the boat boat before the box would come out. So that's, that's an awesome feature. I actually thought about trying to adapt that somehow on the rear tracks for the bona fide. I don't know how I would do it, but figure hmm. it out. I'm sure. We can figure it out. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not worried about it, but I know. Uh, so this next one, I know kayaking is a wet sport, but a lot of people, I see people complaining about it uh, with other brands like native and stuff. Uh, this, the Sholey is a pretty dry ride. Like you're not getting much water in, into the uh, deck of the boat through the scuppers or anything. Again, I'm carrying only two tackle boxes and three or four rods. So maybe the weight has something to do with it, but so far it's been a pretty dry ride for me. And I really like that. Yeah. I'm about to say that's, it's a change of pace definitely. Cause I can imagine like when you're inflatable, I mean, it's relatively dry because it's an inflatable and there's no scupper holes. <laughs> well, but that thing got pretty wet though. When you went through riffles, cause the whole nose would just go under. <laughs> yeah. That I can, I can definitely see that. But it's, it's, you know, while, yes, kayaking is a wet sport at the same time, if you can stay dry, especially in lake situations, if you can stay dry, it it just makes you – you're more comfortable throughout the day. Now, there are some times that I was really happy with the RS because it would get a lot of water in just because I had so much weight in the front that I would just take my shoes off and just put my feet in the water and put so patter on. Oh, dude, it felt – it, like, cooled my whole body down. So it's a plus. But, yeah. you know, sometimes I, you don't want that to happen. It's funny you mention that because I usually hang my legs off the side in the summertime like that. <laughs> I did it yeah. the, just the other day when I was out there on the river. Yep. Felt great. So, Oh, it makes a world of difference. It's the little things that make everything better. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got three more real quick. Uh, the paddle park, sure. which self-explanatory where you got the two uh, roto grips on both sides. I really like that. Somebody asked me how much room – you have there actually a few people asked me that uh somebody else asked me if i trip over it no you're not walking all over the deck uh so the the way it's set up is the paddle sits just in front of my feet but behind the catchboard so i'm standing up no issues and then if i need to sit down grab the paddle real quick it's nice and easy yeah yeah that paddle pork a simp paddle pork Paddle park, as simple as it is, yeah, it's 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 ingenious because it's it's an easy place a to put your paddle if you're not under power. Which is, it's funny because I mentioned having the Predator MX earlier. I did the same thing. I put gear track on both sides and a rotor grip on both sides. So yeah, it, it's almost similar. Like it's crazy how similar those two kayaks are. From what I it's had, like it's like you designed this boat without knowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually got that feat, or I got that hack from Drew Gregory back in the day because he used to do that on his Jackson Cusa. Yep. So, I mean, Drew's Drew's been making this boat since like the mid two thousands without even knowing he was making it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's a love child. But uh, yeah. the the last two pros that I have kind of go hand in hand. So I got the rod saver um, okay. on the hatched lid, and then the open deck from front to back. So underneath the seat there's probably a space that's probably like 12 inches okay so it's open from front all the way back so when i'm traveling i will put the butt of my rods you know under the seat under the seat and then i'll strap it down in the rod saver in the front and i just go i I put my paddle there i put my net there so when i get to the lake i just pull it all out real quick assemble it and i'm good to go yeah I, I saw that that's a dope and that rod saver feature like that's sick i'm actually gonna order some rod say a rod saver and put it on the deck lid of the ss that's a good idea you can, you can kind of do the same thing i mean obviously it's not a it's it's not open but i can fit my rods underneath the seat and do the same concept which makes you get to the boat you can wet launch and all your stuff's in the boat so you go park and there's no going back and forth and getting crap it's like okay i have my three or four rods here they're in a rod saver they're stuck back there wet launch put the boat off to the side go park come back and i can get everything out of the hatch dry storage and everything else is already in the boat it's just setting it up and calling it a day like it just makes everything 
clean up and or drop in and get out is much easier and more streamlined. So that that feature is a genius to where I'm going to make it happen on the SS somehow. You should, dude. I really like the rod saver though. That that's awesome. Is yeah, great little feature. But oh, there's yeah. my pros and cons list. I will say, I know I know a lot of people are complaining about the price of it, which I don't get because it's competitive competitively priced kayak for yeah. for what you get it's ridiculous yeah i agree i mean you're getting you're getting a, a kayak and like you said it's competitively priced with everything else on the market like people are comparing i feel i don't know they're they're used to i'm trying to think how to say this like crescent has made kayaks that have been a little bit less expensive great boats mm-hmm. but less expensive to get people on the on the water so they have this boat comes out and it's a little bit higher price than everything else they've ever made but you have to understand this isn't like every other boat they've ever made this has yeah. all the best parts of every other boat they made plus geared toward fishing because they've never made a true fishing kayak like even the light tackle even though it has tackle in the name it was still designed to be a great paddling kayak low seat yeah. position you know there's not much fishing features to that kayak exactly like there's there's some cool stuff about it but they're not it's more geared to everyone's features like the hatch it had an inside hatch which is cool but that was more geared to your camping or your long haulers or stuff like that i mean you could be used for rods but wasn't designed for rods and uh it comes to where the it it, (laughs) you just came out of nowhere uh it goes to where this this has a lot more features that aren't a haven't ever been staring for crescent it has all the same features or more features than the competitively priced competitors that are there. While they might be different features, they're the same means to the end. They're it's a fishing kayak that's designed for stability, paddling ease, and comfort, along with all these, like you've already said, all those pros you mentioned and the extras. I don't I don't know why people are complaining about the price because to get the same features and actually to get the less features because this has some stuff like the catchboard recess rod savers all that stuff to get less features you're spending the same amount or a couple hundred dollars more for a kayak mm-hmm. so like if anything they're they're right at the cusp or even cheaper because everyone else's prices have gone up because of yeah. COVID and now inflation and everything so yeah the light tackle used to be nine ninety nine and I think it's Eleven ninety nine now. I think it's eleven ninety nine or twelve ninety nine. It's one of the two. Yeah. Um. Which Mark, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that I don't know our prices. Um. I don't either. It's... Yeah. Well, yeah. Brad's more important than I am, and he doesn't know. So yell at Brad, <laughs> not me. Uh. They've changed like two or three times in the last couple of years. So. Yeah, and with everything going that. on, still making it, and I, I will say, still making a premier fishing kayak because you can put a motor on the front just like you can anything else. You can put a motor on the rear just like you can anything else. Um making a premier fishing kayak that can easily be used in tournaments and everything along those lines at the price point it's at it's it's hard to beat They're, they've they've come in at a great price point on a great kayak in my opinion that's just me i agree but i also i can understand where people are coming from because you can get pedal drives for 1800 bucks now like the lightning or you can get an old town for 2200 which is still a bunch more than 1500 but, but still I, I was about to say, it's like I can understand the lightning a little bit because that's only a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And I say only a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks is a couple hundred bucks. But I can understand that. But at the same time, the jump to the old town, I don't understand that because people will compare old towns like the top water and stuff to the SS series. Well, the SS series is still cheaper than the old town. So, you know what I mean? Like, why would I spend extra amount? And the old towns don't have the same features that the Crescent does. Yeah. So, and I, mean, I could I could probably name you, I don't know, five different kayaks that cost more than the Sholi does, and they're paddle oh, yeah. kayaks. Yeah, I mean all day long. I mean, and like Drew said, you're also paying for the plastic. Like their plastic has been scientifically tested. They got the hardest, the toughest plastic in the business right now. Yep. So, yep. About to say there's there's things that went in the boat, not just features like the lid. It's not thermomoted. It's actually oh, yeah. molded. Um, you know, there's there's things they've done that should make the boat cost a lot more money, and it doesn't. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree so, with that. Yep. But, yeah, there's my uh, honest review, guys. So, if you're in the market and uh, you want a Sholey, I suggest getting one. I think it's a great kayak. But 
if I mention something that you don't like, um, message me, man. Let's talk about it. I'll even let you try it out if you're in the area. I'm, I don't care. So get your and he's form, he's form for real about video. that. If you're in the area, he will meet you somewhere because we're usually it's either Brad by himself or he's with me or with Justin. He'll meet you there. He'll let you take it out, and you can see if you like it or not. I, I've done that with a. Uh, so I went down to Rip Rap Road one time and I met two old guys because they wanted to try a 127. Yeah. I brought yeah. my 127, let them paddle around out there. Yeah, I must say, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to do that. I mean, I I, I did it with the old town, and then I did it with the uh, RS, and both the people that paddled both those boats ended up buying those boats. So, yeah, so, yep. definitely cool. Well, final thoughts. Anything to leave the listeners with, Brad? Um, can you see my sign right here? Cookies are good. Cookies is good, guys. Cookies is good. I had cookies before we started this, so I put that on my dry erase board because cookies is good. That's my final thoughts. Well, those are some hard final thoughts to beat, so I'm not even going to try. Guys, thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you got some insight from it. And if you're definitely interested in one, if you're in the area, give us a holler. DM either one of us. We're talking to each other every day, so we'll let each other know. Or get to your local shop that has the Sholey. If you're in the area, Loveland Canoe and Kayak down Cincinnati, we can get you hooked up and get you tested on one. Sounds good. Guys, have a good one. Thanks for listening. Peace out, Girl Scouts.